Hi, Liz Winstead, co-creator of The Daily Show and founder of Abortion Access Front, or as we call it, Abortion AF. Abortion AF is a nonprofit created by activists, organizers, and a variety of showbiz types who want to use our talents and platforms to raise awareness to the erosion of abortion access and create programs that help us reclaim this fundamental right. We help connect local abortion providers and activists with their community so folks can learn how to help clinics stay open, patients access care, and reverse the current decimation of bodily autonomy. We also get into good trouble exposing the lies of the anti-abortion movement at their churches, their rallies, and their religious-based fake abortion clinics where creepy people doing some sort of medical cosplay demonize folks seeking abortion care instead of providing it. Oh yeah, and our weekly podcast, Feminist Buzzkills Live, we use facts and humor to wade through the ever-changing news in this hellscape. To learn more or to make a donation, visit aafront.org. Exposing sexist ass clowns has never been more rewarding. Before a live studio audience being held against their will. Get rid of. <laughs> uh, Supa, thank you so much for joining me. I, the first question I ask everybody is, what what is the television show that you recommend someone should watch and why? Right. Okay. Well, I think everybody should watch Peacemaker because it's hilarious. Oh, wait. Hang on. Peacemaker, I know you said one, but I'm going to give you two. Uh, I'm generous. Uh, Peacemaker and Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary is so good. But it's also very heartwarming, so it's like the perfect cup of tea uh, to drink when you're surrounded by a hellfire. <laughs> yeah, which is basically the 21st century at this point. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to ask you about the stand-up comedy, how you got into it. I would just love to hear about what you're currently working on on, on that front. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I got into it. There was a comic named Russell Peters who went super viral amongst all the Indian kids, and he was like the first uh, comedian I'd ever heard of. So um, I was trying to like be popular with the Indian kids, which, um, you know, should have just been a cheerleader. That would have been way easier, way smarter. <laughs> um, but uh, what I'm working on now, I actually am recording a comedy album Sunday, June 5th. Um, so I've just been putting together and like rehearsing that hour and getting it all ready. Congratulations. Uh, thank that, you. That's awesome. <laughs> What's, what is the, uh, do you feel excited about it? Like what, what goes through your mind as you're getting ready to, to record this thing? Uh, I'm excited. I mean, it's a lot of work, so it's, um, I don't want it like a little stressful <laughs> if I'm being honest. So at this point I kind of just want it done to have it done. <laughs> you know, and then I'll be like excited and relieved when everything starts coming out. Uh, but right now I'm just like, all right, let's get it done. Let's just <laughs> get this recording over with. Let's get these seats filled, like all of the things. I just want it out of my head. Right. And so are you going to just start completely over in terms of material once once it's recorded? Um, like how do you usually approach that? Well, I already have because I've waited a long time to put out an album. So I already have um, over an hour of different material that's done. Um, so I think like in terms of, I mean, most of that material I don't really do except for two jokes, which are my favorite jokes. So I'm going to have to stop doing them once the album comes out, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but other than that, it's not really going to affect me too much just because of that unique situation. I think 
after I do put out this album, though, I'm going to start, like, actually looking at the material I have and shaping it into a new hour that is centered around a theme. Because I, like, I have over an hour of, like, loose bits that are done, but it's not as special. So I think once this is wrapped up, I'm just going to try and figure I have an idea of what I want the next one to be but just see what I need to write how I need to start shaping and thinking about my stand-up so that honestly like pretty soon after I drop this one I'll have another hour ready to go nice Mm -hmm. nice and so I'm curious so from Russell Peters you see him and he's he's absolutely hilarious what when was your first time on stage like for how far from Seeing Russell Peters, did you get up on stage? Uh, probably a year. So I saw that video of him when I was 16, and then I got on stage when I was 17. That's awesome. Yeah. What was that? What's that like, though, going on stage at 17 years old? Uh, it was um, definitely terrifying. I, I had beginner's luck, where, like, the first set I did, I murdered. Like, the room loved it. I did so well. And then I just bombed for, like, years and years and years after. And then, of course, you're always chasing that one high. Um, I never understand comedians that tell me they bombed their first time. I'm like, why'd you go back? Like... We're, we're all bad when we start but i had a delusion in my head i was like no no no, i'm gonna get back to that one night i was great y'all don't know what you're talking about like you're all i had that self-denial built in but people are like oh man it was terrible and i went back for seconds i'm like how <laughs> how many years now has it been since you've been doing stand-up uh 15 what is there anything that you would go back and say to your younger self on stage? Oh yeah, I would probably say do social media, do it when it first came <laughs> out. <laughs> Don't ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a regret. But here we are. Tired of being tracked online? DuckDuckGo can help. Tracking is a comprehensive program. Trackers lurk nearly everywhere online for websites, emails, and even apps in your phone. That means you need a multi-pronged solution. DuckDuckGo's all-in-one privacy app can be used as an everyday browser with private search, tracking, blocking, encryption, and now email protection built in. It's the free, easy button for online privacy. Download the app today. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Hey there, boys and girls. It's your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman here, inviting you to invite me into your ear holes five days a week with my podcast, The Ralph Report. Join me. Eddie Pence, Steve Ashton, and the rest of the happy lunatics that make up the Garmy for as little as 15 cents a day. And for that, you get five shows a week filled with music and jokes and news and history and just so much good stuff that you're going to be glad you chose the Ralph Report. How do you listen? Well, it's pretty simple. Go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up today. There's four amazing levels of subscription that you can join, each one with their own special bunch of benefits. So check it out. Listen to me, Ralph Garman, on The Ralph Report. Patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. There's no better time than the present to get started, <laughs> right? <laughs> like this. Uh, so let me ask you today, like, what what would you say? So you got the album coming, but like, what what is your long term plan with stand up? Like, what is it that you want to accomplish by the time you look back and on your career and you're like, I'm satisfied with where it is. Um, I mean, that's a nice thing to think that one day I wouldn't feel 
a huge void. Um, and I'd just be satisfied. But, um, I, I mean, I want to, cause right now I can tour, but I'm not like filling them, the seats with my fans necessarily. Like I'll have, so I want to build more of a following. Um, I want to be able to do theaters, uh, in addition to clubs. Uh, it would be nice if I could, um, sell a special to a streaming service, but even if I can't, um, just to build up my own following enough, uh, to the point where releasing a special myself makes sense. So, um, yeah, in terms of stand up, that's what I want to start doing and then put out an hour about every two years, um, until I have at least about five or six of them. Yeah, no, that's, I, I think you will get there. Oh, I, I have, <laughs> I have faith. Um, what means, let me ask you a little bit about your process. Um, what was, what, let's, I mean, comparing and contrasting it, what was it like when you, when you first got on stage and coming up with the jokes versus now when you're, when you're writing the jokes for yourself? Uh, I mean, when I first started, I was, I mean, every comic is kind of a clone, especially for the first five, six years of comedians you respect. So when I first, first started, Russell Peters, like everything I did was like, Oh, we need people to do this, blah, 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 blah. And like, um, it was funny cause I was performing at pressure cafe a lot, which is in a ne right next to, if not in a very Indian section of Chicago. And so like <laughs> these Indian people would come into the show and they would just stare like stone face, not laughing. Cause they knew I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> They're like, we're not like that. Who is this whitewashed bitch? Who is this coconut? Um, and then they weren't wrong. So it kind of snapped me out of that and made me like be more truthful about who I was on stage and like my point of view. And so my comedy has shifted in that direction where now I just talk about what interests me and like my life stories. Right. And have you found that that's taken you in any interesting directions? Like now that you're, you're being introspective and, and putting out that material or the things that you now focus more on in your life? Um, no, I mean, I try to have a healthy mix of things. Like I'll talk politics cause I think it's impossible to be in these times and not have an opinion or be worried about things. So like I'll have politics in there and then I'll have things about like dating or who my family, my fiance and just like fun stories. I try to do a mix, especially cause if you're aiming to do a, I mean, I find with me in particular, if I'm aiming to do like an hour, it's good to have like sections or like things to like change up the pace or the topics or like mix it up so you can like build and structure and just kind of keep the crowd awake. Especially now that our brains have all been rotten by social media, we can't pay attention for more than 10 seconds. Like it's important to have like a variety of things. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, like who... Did you have anyone that, that mentored you or guided you, like, starting at such a young age? Um, no. Uh, I would say, like, later on, uh, maybe I've had, like, some headliners who have been really kind to me, like Marina Franklin, but that came years and years and years of after I was um, doing it. But I was also doing it at a time where there were a lot fewer female, well, there were still a lot, but especially in the smaller scenes, there were way less women and definitely almost no Indians. So it's like, and then, you know, not every like 40 year old white dude is like, Oh yeah, let me go talk to this 17 year old girl. Like nobody, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So unless they were in which case that was a problem, but, <laughs> but it was just, um, yeah. So I didn't really, unfortunately I didn't really have that experience or that opportunity until later. 
This is Rosie Tran from Rosie and BJ Save the World, a podcast asking big questions and discussing how to solve these big issues. This is a podcast for people just like you who ask, has the war on drugs been successful? Do we need universal basic income? Should we legalize sex work? Go to rosieandbjsavetheworld.com to get more confused. Do you want to grow your audience without sacrificing your privacy? Then the Stupid Sexy Privacy mini-series is just for you. It's a short, special presentation that will run every Thursday morning right here on Weiwo.tv for the next 23 weeks. In each short episode, we'll teach you how to preserve as much of your privacy as possible while still participating in the creator economy. You'll also hear from top privacy and disinformation experts who will teach you how to protect yourself from fascists and weirdos. And who doesn't want that? So make sure you're subscribed to Weiwo.tv where all podcasts can be found and we'll see you every Thursday morning for a special presentation of Stupid Sexy Privacy, a Weiwo.tv miniseries. What did you draw from to just kind of keep you going? Uh, spite. Probably spite, um, <laughs> you know, my family being like, it's not going to work out. And then me being like, well, it has to work out now, you know? <laughs> so I'd say spite was a huge part. Was that, was that like a, a conversation you had with your parents where, where they were like, this isn't, this isn't the direction for you? Oh, conversation. It was like probably up until, um, six, seven years ago, like for almost like, a decade they were not on board and were actively trying to get me to stop what what stopped them like what was what was that moment where Um, they were like okay well i kind of i stopped talking to them is what it was because i was like i'm not this is such a toxic relationship like i can't keep doing it so either you have to um (laughs) stop telling me i'm a failure every time i pick up the phone or we're not going to continue doing this so then eventually they chose me over whatever vision they had for me which was like cool because i didn't know if that was gonna happen or not but yeah and the relationship now is good Mm -hmm. yeah now it's good (laughs) now things are good and you and you've got a special that 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 you're recording that you can can Mm -hmm. share do you do you share now like do you keep them updated with the things that you're working on a little bit i don't love doing it though just because like um I mean, they're never going to be a fan of what I'm doing. So, like, my mom will get frustrated. Like, why didn't you tell me you do- you're doing blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, because eventually I'm going to end up working on a project that you're going to hate. Like, even now I booked um, a lead role in an indie film. And it's not, like, super dirty, but it's not, like, um, squeaky clean. And then I told my mom that, and she was like, oh, is it going to be a good movie or is it going to be one of those movies? And I'm like, yeah, this is why I don't... <laughs> This is why I don't tell you shit because it's like, and I think they 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 seek out my stuff less and less, even though they still kind of look here and there. But yeah, so it's like it's complicated. Yeah, who would you say are some of your your favorite comedians that are out there today? Today, um, like famous like, ones. Uh, no, who do you who do you enjoy? Like if you're if you're trying to relax in the wild, like who who do you go to? Oh, I definitely don't listen to stand up comedy at this point, uh, but. <laughs> I, um, well, I mean, Chris Rock has been like one of my favorites and is like a favorite of mine for a long time. So is Wanda Sykes. Maria Bamford is like, um, I've met her in person. She's also an angel of a human being. So she's great. Um, 
Bill Burr. Uh, I mentioned Marina Franklin. She's hilarious and should have already been a household name. Um, Ida Rodriguez, too, I think is finally starting to get her flowers. She has like a great HBO special. She's so, so funny. I love her. But yeah, those are a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me ask you, like, what, what was the best advice that you ever got? Mm. Um, I don't know that I that I have like a best advice, if that makes sense, where I was like, cause, um, yeah, I feel like everybody, all the advice they give you is very specific that you'll get from people in general is very specific to whatever that you're talking about. And then also, um, whatever somebody's experience is. So I always had to learn to take things with a grain of salt because like, they're just saying based off of their experience and like in working in entertainment, everyone's journey and path is so incredibly different that even if the person is like extremely intelligent and well-respected and like very wise, like what they tell you could have zero application to you. So it's just, um, (laughs) I don't know. It's a mixed bag. (laughs) No, that's. I think that's that's an excellent point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of cringe in asking, "What was the best? What's the best advice that you would want to give young <laughs> stand-ups?" <laughs> um, I would say it's hard because stand-up comedy has changed so goddamn much from when I started. Um, I mean, social media is unfortunately really important. Like, work really hard, uh, get really good at what you're doing, but also understand like. Look into people's careers that you want, um, see what they did to get there, and then try and carve out a similar path. Like, if there's a comedian you love who built their following via podcasting or, like, building a podcast network, then start doing that. If there's a comedian you love who worked in scripted and, like, sold shows and that's how they got their big break and started touring, then do that. Or just figure out whose career you want and then look at how they got there. I'm curious, like, because it sounds like you've done so much on your own. Like, what? So, what did you use to to kind of de-stress and relax and and stay focused on where you wanted to go? Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I need to still need to get better at de-stressing. Um, but we all, yeah, we all do. Yeah, <laughs> in terms of staying focused, I think just being organized is important. Just being like, hey, I want to do this, this, and this, or what are these three things I want to do, and then what are some steps I can take to get there? Just breaking it down like that. Yeah, that's super smart. Um, so before I get to the last big question, real quick, where where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Mm-hmm. When the special comes out, uh, when the recording comes out, like where can we listen to it? Um, yeah, absolutely. So everything you need to know is on my website. It's just s-comedy.com. So s-comedy. Um, you can also follow me. My social media links are on there. But um, if you search Suba, S-U-B-H-A-H, into your social media of choice, I'll come up. And I'll be updating everything, like the album, um I also have my own podcast I'm releasing soon, um, and I'll have a web series out. So everything I'm doing uh, will be on like my social media and my website. Thanks. Nice. Can I ask you about the podcast real quick? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can you tell us when it's, when it's dropping? What, yeah. what is it that you're going to um, do with it? It's dropping next Wednesday, which I think is June 8th. Yes. Okay, yeah, it's June 8th. And um, it's me. I will, Basically, I was looking through my stand-up, and I was trying to figure out like what – 
is something unique about it or what's something that people in the audience really relate to or cling to with my comedy. And a lot of it was, especially with this first hour, was family stories. Um, so me and another hilarious comedian named Valerie Tossie, we co-host together and we riff and we joke and we invite our friends on to tell us funny family stories. And it's just been like a treasure trove of insanity because like, you realize everyone grows up a little weird. Uh, we're all off. Nobody's this Norman Rockwell painting, you know? Uh, and if you are, you're the freakiest one out of all of us. So it's just <laughs> been right. really fun and funny. And um, every now and then there's some, like, seriously wild shit that we had no idea about our friends. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a fun podcast. It's a good time. Yes. And my last question I ask everybody is, what's one thing you've always wanted to be asked in an interview but you haven't been asked yet? One thing I've always wanted to be asked in an interview, um, can I give you a ride home? That would be nice, you know? <laughs> I just That's- had to take the subway train for an hour. This is remote, so this is fine. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Yes, right, right. <laughs> this is Greg Goldstein, and I'm the applause sign operator here at Weiwo TV. But turning this cute little sign on is only a small part of what I do with the show. I also pay the bills. So if you like what you just heard, and you want to hear more episodes of Weiwo TV, let me share with you how I make the money to pay those bills. Knock, knock. Who's there? Broken pencil. Broken pencil who? Never mind. There's no point. Did you know that laughter is a distinctive human characteristic meant to help calm us down? You see, the business of marketing may be ever-changing, but people have been documented trying to make each other laugh since ancient Greece. That's why, at That Funny Agency, we're more than just digital marketing professionals with years of big agency experience. We're also professional comedians, artists, actors, writers, and musicians who have a unique insight into the science of happiness. At our digital marketing agency, we use our innate humor to bring people closer together. Customer to business, collaborator to client, friend to friend. It's almost like funny is our middle name. Oh wait, it is. So come laugh with us, journey with us, grow with us at thatfunnyagency.com. We're That Funny Agency. Strategic 360-degree digital marketing by unapologetically funny people. That's it for this episode of Weiwo TV. Our announcer, editor, and producer is Jonathan Ingram. Additional editing is provided by Andrew Van Voorhees, and those dulcet tones you hear are those of Rosie Tran, Crixley, Colton Hagen, and Elise Randall Monica. And of course, our show is hosted by Mr. B.J. Mendelson, recording at the George Carlin Podcast Studio. So folks, stay strong, stay safe, and stay sexy. Thanks for listening. Okay, your, your, your middle name is Macho, but uh, I'm wondering if you ever cry. You ever, has a Macho Man ever cried? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. It's okay for macho men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times, I'm going to cry some more. But I've soared with the eagles and I've slithered with the snakes and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life and that there are no guarantees. Yeah. And... uh,
that understand this. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody said life was easy. So if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up and fight again. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, please take a minute and leave us a review. Yes, we know you're busy and every podcast asks you to do this, but there's a good reason they do. Because every time you leave a review, that review helps more people find and listen to the show. And you know what that means for you? More great episodes of Weiwo.tv. So what are you waiting for? Take out your phone and leave us a review right now before you move on to something else and forget about us. And we'll see you next time, right? <laughs>